Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. Sit back, relax, enjoy. This is the only place you need to be for the next hour. Right here on the Burnley Dumb Show, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this dance. Folks, the way we usually start things here on the show is we do our sports segment, we check in with Jersey Jerry, all that good stuff, but I got to speak on what happened in the stock market last week. You all heard about it. A big group on Reddit decided to join together, come together to take on the big wigs over there on Wall Street. And and I think it's a beautiful thing. And they invested in pretty much dead stock, which was GameStop and AMC to take on these big wigs over there on Wall Street. And I got to tell you what, folks, I'm all for it. I really am. Everybody loves a David versus Goliath story. That's exactly what this was, and I'm on board. I didn't know what I needed, where I needed to be. Do I need a phone? Do I need a shovel? Whatever it is, just let me know. I'm on board. I'm ready to rock and roll. Seems like Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports was kind of leading this charge. Dave, I'm here for you. Whatever you need, pal. Whatever it is, I want to be a part of it. But, but, but there's two different types of people when it comes to Team Average Joe taking on Wall Street here. You got the people that actually know what they're doing, that have spent some time in the stock market, that understand the stock market. And then you got guys like myself. No idea, got no business investing into stocks, have no idea what they're doing Me going into the stock market, the best way for me to compare it is like going under the front hood of a car. You ever have your car break down or you're in the backseat of somebody's car that breaks down? You open the front hood and it just is chaos down there under that. You have no idea what's going on, but you want to so bad. I want to understand stocks. It's cool to know stocks. It's cool to be able to diagnose a car's problem and to get under that hood and act like you know what you're doing. Folks, I have no idea what is going on underneath that hood. Absolutely none. But I want to be a part of it. So I signed up to the Robin Hood app, which is the same app that we're supposed to be rebelling against. I signed up. I wanted in on the madness but they take like three to five days to review your portfolio before you're approved in the Robin Hood app. So I called my buddy, dear friend of the pod, Nick Cassano. I said, Nick, let me go ahead and Venmo you. Let me Venmo you. I want in on this madness. Invest it. I'm ready. I'm the only person that entered the stock market through Venmo. That's not a good start. Somebody who's going to go dominate the stock market is probably not starting through their friend's Venmo account. And the problem with the Venmo is he told me it was Nick Dash Cassano. There was no Dash whatsoever. So if you need to call the Venmo customer support, there is nobody home. There is nobody there. I don't know if any of you folks have ever had to call Venmo customer support, but you're not getting through to anybody. They don't have a customer support team. So what they advise you to do is to request the money to the person that you just sent to request it back. 
which there's about a 1% chance, probably less than that, that you're going to get it back. So before I even started up in the stock market, I'm already $100 down, not including the additional 100 that I had to send over to him to the right Nick Cassano to join and get in on this madness that was taking place inside of Wall Street. And I invested. And what made me think was, here we are, the average Joe skyrocketing the AMC and the GameStop app, which was just dead prior, and now blowing it through the roof. So the least that GameStop or Venmo can do is now reciprocate and take care of the average Joe. Which means if I go to trade into GameStop tomorrow, a brand new Xbox and 10 games, all which have came out no more than six months ago, I would like to think they wouldn't give me a trade-in value of $20 like they normally do. I'm shocked that the stock was even that low because of these trade-in values that they give you. Just a total ripoff. Total ripoff. I bought Madden 2020. Two days after it came out for $60, I went to trade it in a week later. They somehow offered me $15 for it. I said, sir, I just bought it a week ago for $60. How am I only getting $15? He said, well, they actually started making Madden 2021. So it devalued your trade-in value. I said, sir, but in order to get to Madden 2021, you got to get through Madden 2020 which just came out. So I just don't understand your evaluation here. The New York Yankees are probably going to sign or trade for Mike Trout five years down the road. I think Mike Trout will be a Yankee at some point in his career. That doesn't mean the Yankees just started making and selling Mike Trout Yankee jerseys. That's just not the way it works. The Mike Trout Angels jersey is still because he's still on the Angels. You understand what I'm saying here, GameStop? And as far as AMC goes, if I'm going to go to war for you and blow your stock through the roof the way the average Joes are doing, please, for the love of God, stop charging me $20 for popcorn and a soda. I love how with the popcorn at the soda at AMC, they call it the number one combo. To kind of make it feel like you're at McDonald's getting some sort of a deal, but you're not. The least you could do is lower the price on that now, AMC. It's time you reciprocate. Possibly just tell your security guy that stamps our tickets in front to turn the other way. Look the other way when I'm trying to sneak in a box of milk duds so I can avoid paying $15 for box chocolates. Maybe we got to meet in the halfway some point. You got to be able to meet me in the middle now. And for the love of God, AMC, can we please clean up that butter pump section at the movie theater? They used to have it where the the people behind put the butter on the popcorn for you. I prefer that way because that butter pump station over there is a total free-for-all. That thing has not been cleaned in decades. You know how at the urinals it lets you know the last time it's been cleaned? They probably should do that for the butter pump station, to be quite frank. You got kids just scooping butter from the pump, shoveling it from their hands onto the popcorn. 
rather than just taking it from the pump for some reason. It is the most unsanitary place in America, that butter pump station. If you want to stop the spread of COVID, you shut down the butter pump station. And you let the cash registers do it the old school way. That was always the best way. If you want a lot, you tell them you want a lot. If you want a little, you tell them you want a little. It's total chaos at those butter stations. I called my poor accountant, Phil. I don't know who is with me and who's against me anymore. If you're in the stock market, I consider you to be one of the big wigs over there. So I'm just canceling you. Poor Phil's like 75 years old. He's my accountant and does the investing for me as well. I said, Phil, you're done. You're cut. I'm in charge now. I'm getting behind the wheel of this thing. I'm coming in, pouncing into Wall Street. Phil, kick rocks. You're done. Poor Phil. Has nothing to do with it. Probably makes like 50 grand a year. I associated him with those guys. You're out of there, Phil. And then I'm using all these different terminology to try and act like I know what I'm doing with the stocks. I called my grandma. She's like 85. The stock just plummeted as soon as I jumped into the AMC and GameStop uh, stock. I said, Grandma, hold the fucking line. We are going to hold the line here. Let's just sit. Let's just sit this out. She's got nothing to do with it. Hold the line, Grandma. We buy low, we sell high. You know the drill. Hold the fucking line, Grandma. She has no idea what I'm talking about. I'm in. I'm totally invested. The average Joes, the David versus Goliath story. We all want to be a part of it, folks. Every single one of us, whether we understand Wall Street or not. Any who here on the Real and Dumb Show, folks, we are moving on. Yeah, folks, this is just kind of a side note that I was thinking about. How does Aaron Andrews not have frostbite by now? I don't get it. I don't get it. She's been reporting from the sideline for 50 years now. And the more amazing thing about it is she hasn't aged a day. And ESPN just throws these people out to the wolves. Fox Sports. They all they don't give a shit about the sideline reporters. Aaron Andrews is fighting through 50 mile per hour wins at Lambeau Field trying to do a live report. Remember word for word what Matt LaFleur said about what he thought about halftime. Meanwhile, she sends it up to the booth where Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, I have never seen a cowboy game that Joe Buck had anything less than five layers of clothes on. Aaron Andrews is lucky to get a sweatshirt. I mean, they just don't protect their sideline reporters whatsoever. And then you look up in the booth. They got these big mega heaters around them in this little box. You see how many layers Tony Romo has on? Tony Romo weighs about 185 pounds. When he's in the booth on game day, he weighs about 225 pounds. He's got a fucking chinchilla coat around them. Wouldn't you think that the sideline reporters should have that many layers on instead of the people up in the booth? 
something's not right here. Either somebody is overdressed or somebody is underdressed. And it's amazing because Aaron Andrews hasn't aged a day. I can't say the same thing about Joe Buck. And Aaron Andrews, I mean, they send this girl out anywhere. She'll be doing the Super Bowl one day. And then that next Monday, she's watching Eastern Illinois go up against Southwest Chicago that we didn't even know was a university. And she's just in there in Chicago, just shivering with the mic in her hand. Yeah, back to you, Joe. Must be really nice to be nice and warm up there. With that, Aaron Andrews, yes. It's like, holy shit, this girl's going to lose a foot to frostbite. They head on back to Joe Buck. Joe Buck shows up into the booth maybe 15 times a year, maybe 10 times a year. Who's ever playing in the World Series? Who's ever playing in the Super Bowl? And then whenever the fuck the Cowboys play? And if it's not even a meaningful game for the Cowboys, him and Aikman just don't even show up. They get somebody else. Aaron Andrews is down there. Get a look at what ESPN has done to poor Sal Palantonio. Sal Palantonio has been tenured by ESPN for the past 75 years, and they have not let him leave Green Bay. Sal Palantonio hasn't taken a flight out of Green Bay since 1972. ESPN doesn't even let Sal Palantonio see his kids. He is just constantly reporting live from Lambeau Field. Even when it's not football season, you'll see Sal. Sal Palantonio is telling us what Brett Favre had for lunch, even though Brett Favre is not even in the National Football League anymore. And this guy's out there just shivering his balls off every Sunday. Can we get Sal Palantonio a couple jackets, please? Can we get him a flight out of Green Bay? Can he cover a game in Tampa Bay? Can we put Sal Palantonio anywhere above 75 degrees of weather? This guy's just shivering his balls off. Sal Palantonio and Mitch Trubisky are some of the coldest people in the NFC North. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, the, 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 these, these companies just don't take care of their sideline reporters. I remember when we had Pat McAfee on the show, and I was scratching and clawing telling Pat, you can't give up on this Monday night football gig. We want to see you on Monday night football. They had him as a sideline reporter, you know, even for like Thursday night football for the college. He didn't want to do it. I I see why they don't take care of these people over there. Whatsoever. Whatsoever. It's great. Did you see what they did to Booger McFarland before? Thank God they got him up in the booth. They had him reporting on the sideline from a crane. At any given moment, he was just getting whiplash. He had somebody behind him controlling a crane on where Booger was going to go. Hey, guys, I talked to John Gruden the other day. Whoa. They're just yanking him up, yanking him to the side, yanking him to the left. Booger's got whiplash like you wouldn't believe. Finally, they got him up into the booth when that didn't work out. They just fired him. For the love of God, 
Give Aaron Andrews a couple more layers down there. Girl's fighting her tail off. And she's unbelievable. So, Paul Antonio, ESPN. Back to you, John. Sal Palantonio reporting to you live from Lambo. My fucking God, it's cold out here. ESPN. Poor guy. Take care of your sideline reporters. Anywho, we are moving on. All right, folks. Now I'm going to give something a go here. Yesterday, I'm on the phone with my mom. And I have told the, the the folks of the show how much my dad is similar to Larry David. And the last time that we had my dad on the show, it was over a situation that took place between Skinny Cow Ice Cream Company and himself. And, and my dad's issue with Skinny Cow Ice Cream Company was that he got a variation of ice cream sandwiches. Usually he gets three vanilla, three chocolate sandwiches. In this particular box of the Skinny Cow box, there was four chocolate and two vanilla. So my dad, rather than just letting it go the way that 99.9% of Americans would do, my dad decided that he should call Skinny Cow Ice Cream Corporation and complain in regards to there being four chocolate ice creams and two vanilla rather than three chocolate ice creams and three vanilla. So I'm on the phone with my mom yesterday, and apparently now what's going on with my dad, it's always something. Every week, every day, he's always got something going on. This week, my mom is upset because when he goes to the grocery store, Jupiter, Florida, there's a grocery store called Publix, and what my dad is doing is he has a friend that he became acquaintances with at the Publix, at the deli, because he likes the way that this guy, Dave, slices his turkey. Apparently, he slices it to perfection. So he goes to that Publix, to that grocery store to see Dave. Now, when he goes to get his fruit, rather than getting his fruit from the Publix, he goes to a different guy by the name of Sam. So my dad, just to grow, go grocery shopping, is taking easily over an hour because he's going to two different Publixes. Again, folks, same supermarket. He's going to different ones, one to get his fruit and one to get turkey because he knows the guy. He likes the way that Dave slices the turkey at Publix, and then he likes the way that Sam chops his fruit at Publix. My mom is all upset about it. I'm on the phone with her yesterday, and I said, you know what? I got to get this on the show. I'm going to give my mom a call. If she's by my dad, great. If not, she'll just describe the story, hopefully, if she's okay with it. I said, you know what? Let me try and surprise her. Let me go ahead and just give her a call, see if she's with my dad. And, and I, I just need the folks of the show to hear ju just how outrageous this stuff is. Again, this is another example of how my dad is Larry David. Let's give them a call right now. Robbie? Ma? Yeah. Let me ask you something. What are you doing right now? Uh, dad and I are watching our show. You're with dad? Yeah, he's right here. All right, hey, Ma. Robbie. Dad, hey, Dad, how you doing? 
good. How are you? I'm doing okay. I can't complain. Guys, I just want to break this to you here. You are live on the Brilliantly Dumb Show right now. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just just bear with me, Mom. Ma, we had this conversation yesterday, and I said, you know what? This is perfect for the show, and I was hoping that you would be with Dad. Ma, if you could. In regards to Publix yesterday, you have an issue that when dad goes grocery shopping, dad is taking a so long grocery shopping over an hour. And you found out the reason being is because the way he is going about his grocery shopping. Ma, if you could explain to the folks of the show what you're going through and what your issue is with dad's grocery shopping. You know, dad gives you so much material. Well, dad goes to one Publix on one side of town because Sam, the fruit guy, cuts his fruit up for him every morning. Right. Every morning. Yeah, one day Sam looked at Dad. Dad told me this, and I thought he was kidding, but he wasn't. And Sam says, uh, hey, Mike, uh, you're late. And Mike goes, Dad goes, what, what do you mean? I come in here every morning this time. He goes, no, you usually come in at 7, it's 7.02. <laughs> Anyway, but that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But then dad goes to the Publix on the other side of town to go to Dave the Deli guy because that guy slices his turkey. Now, and the reason he goes to him is because he doesn't give him ends and he slices it very thin the way dad likes it. Now, the guy at the other public deli couldn't slice the turkey thin. Now, Dad, are you are you listening to this right now? I'm listening. I would like to. Uh, I would like to kind of get a word in. We're we're gonna let we're gonna let you rebuttal here. I my my question do Do you find it to be a little bit now that you're listening? I mean, do you, now that you're hearing it, do you find do you realize Mom would be kind of upset that you're going across town to two grocery stores that are the same brand? Well, I don't see that. I don't. See why she would be upset. Not upset. I just think it's ridiculous. I, she, she's not the one that's going uh, from one Publix to another. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that, that 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 is correct. But now that you hear that, do you think that it's a little bit ridiculous that uh, on the same trip you're going to the same store? Well, in fairness to me, Dave the Deli guy used to be at the same Publix as Sam the Fruit Man. <laughs> You followed him? But what happened was they needed help over at the uh, deli at the other Publix. So you followed him. Dave went over there. So he asked me, you know, am I still going to go there to to get my turkey? And I said, well, if you're going to be cutting the turkey, I'm going to be going. So who do you find mayonnaise from? Like, you need mayonnaise. So anyway, so Dave, so Dave left. And Dave and I have gotten very friendly. So he will never... When he takes out a full turkey, a boar's head turkey... Yeah, what is it is about this turkey that he slices so well? Well, he's cutting both of the ends. He cuts it off. He uses it sandwich. He uses it for sandwiches for the other people. Right. The ends? Yeah. For what people? For sandwiches. Like people that come to the deli. Oh, Whereas sandwich me, people. Sandwich, yeah. So with me, he winds up cutting like a pound, two pounds of turkey. It's all Seneca turkey, rather. Correct. Well, if you cut off the ends, yeah, you are going right. to get Seneca. And we've gotten very close. As a matter of fact, I haven't even told mom this yet, but uh, we're, we're, we're going to be going out to, uh, well, I thought it was going to be dinner, but he <gasps> thought that we should start out with lunch. The four of us. 
It's funny, Robbie, because I said to him, you know, where do you want to go? He goes, I don't care as long as it's not a deli. <laughs> That's true. So we are. We are now, 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 Ma, have you, have you, meet her, what deli guy takes his wife to work? Now, Ma, do you know Dave the deli guy? Never met him, but I do know that, like, during the uh, pandemic when you know, things were scarce, he would, uh, dad would uh, text him. And, like, if we couldn't get something, like, I remember one time, it was either Lysol or toilet paper. So Dave said to dad, I'll let you know when we get a shipment and I'll let you know when the truck comes in, like it was a drug deal. <laughs> and then when Dave texts dad, I don't know, the Eagles land or whatever they said to each other, dad went out to the entrance of the country club and met Dave <laughs> and he handed, him, he handed him the money, he handed him the toilet paper. <laughs> and, now, and now dad what do you do for dave that would make dave leave the grocery store to drop you what what, what part of the deal you know what what value do you provide to dave the deli guy no i didn't give him a christmas gift well you know he has my company i stay around and talk to him for about 10 wait who did you, oh you gave 20 dollars to the fruit guy yeah yeah. Uh, yeah now now let's so no, you got the guy, wait, the guy who cuts fruit gets Christmas, but the guy who slices turkey doesn't? Well, Dave and I are, are, are friendlier than, than me and Sam the Fruit Man. So now, Sam the Fruit Right, but but now let's now I want to go over to Sam the Fruit Man. Okay, what do you? What about Sam the Fruit Man? What is he doing with the fruit that causes you to go across town for the fruit? We know what he's doing now with the turkey slices. What about the fruit? Does Sam you know makes it worth the trip? Okay, well that's a great question. (laughs) He asked first of all, he's from Haiti, you know, and he knows his fruit. Fruit is very popular in Haiti, right? And he'll let me taste certain things, like when he starts cutting the strawberries, he will he'll let me taste it. Now this was before COVID, obviously. Correct. So, but that because he lets you taste the fruit, it's not the way that he's slicing the fruit. Because he lets you taste the fruit, is worth doing. Well, no, 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 no. That's ridiculous. No, it's that's ridiculous. Robbie, it's a package deal. The guy's a five-tool cutter. (laughs) I mean, he does everything. You know, he's uh, he's an you know he's he's an all-around. MVP. Now, Ma, you 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 eat turkey when Dave. Let's go back to Dave for a second here. When Dave cuts the turkey, do you notice that it's Dave cut turkey? And then the part two of the question no, that I have. No way. Even though Dad comes home, looks, opens the package, and goes, "Look at this, Sue. Look at this." <laughs> and then one day he came home, and you know he's home early. I guess this is out early in the morning, so I don't know. Maybe it was eight thirty, quarter nine, and he starts throwing all these packages of turkey on the counter. I'm like, "What are you doing?" Oh, we're gonna have a turkey sampling. <laughs> so Dave gave him like eight different, eight different types of tur- Cajun turkey. Yes, so you gotta try this Cajun turkey. I said, "Mike, I'm drinking coffee. Most I don't like turkey." <laughs> yeah, there was like one slice in every package. What other kinds of turkey do you got, Dad? Yeah. Did you notice the difference? In the different turkeys? Yeah. Well, of course I noticed the difference. <laughs> oh, and then Robbie. So Dave goes on a cruise. Because Dad came home one day and said, yeah, I don't know if Dave's going to go on a cruise again. I go, who's Dave? You know, the deli guy. 
So anyway, when Dave got back, Dad went into the deli and said, you know, while you were gone, I got some end pieces. And Dave was really upset about that. So he packages turkey for Dad with an NC. Dad goes, you know what that means, Sue? No charge. <laughs> Sandwich turkey? Dave asked how everything was while he was gone. Was that how your turkey was while he was gone? Yes. I wasn't asking for free turkey, but you know, Dave wrapped it up. So, what did you say? How did you describe how things were while he was gone? How long was he gone? Well, it was a 10 day cruise. How many times a week did you buy turkey? Twice. <laughs> so, it was a bad experience once or twice? Twice, four times. You got in both times, yes. Now, Dad, you're you're listening to this and you're hearing this back. Could, could, do you realize why we have you here on the show today? Do, I mean, do you see how this could be a little bit ridiculous in the viewers' eyes? Oh, Robbie, he came home today. Now, this was at a different market and told me that he got the bakery guy in trouble. What did you do? Tell him what you did. Well, I was waiting around for somebody to... Uh, to help me and then this woman said i'll be right with you or somebody will be right with you and i'm waiting and this woman's next to me and we're both looking at each other and you know th th nobody's helping us so finally this guy came over what can i do for you and i said can i get a, a mini baguette he goes yeah he goes how many i said one he goes oh come on one <laughs> I said, look i want one mini baguette what's what yeah the no i agree <laughs> Uh, now, Dad, yeah. do, do you think now you will go to a third Publix to get your baguette? But I didn't think this was so ridiculous until I'm listening to you laughing so hard. Right. And, and, and Dad, growing up, I mean, we always, everybody always came over to you and said you are indeed Larry David. Do you, could you have Reese, can you, can you see that? I mean, do you understand now after you're in this bag where that comes from? Um, I've, I mean, I've heard that. I, I, don't, I don't really, uh, I don't see it. Sometimes you know when you're Larry David, like when you reported our friend had parked in the uh, handicap spot. You, re you, re you reported that somebody had parked in the handicap spot? He went up to, didn't you go, well, you went up to the guy and said something because he parked in the handicap. Yeah, it really bothered me, so I went. Uh, That's kind of a Larry David thing. No, that was, I guess. I went to find uh, his table, and uh, he was sitting there, and I said, why Why are you parked in the handicap spot? You're not handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me that he had surgery, and, you know, he was starting to feel better. I said, you're going to get up from the chair. Let me see you walk. <laughs> Now that's Larry David. I do remember. Yeah, that. That's yeah. Larry David. How can you not? That how does she? How she not remember that? Of oh yeah, I remember. That. Of course, she's gonna remember that. Well, folks, there you have it, mom and dad. We we, we thank. Yeah, yeah, we got, let me tell you, we got everything that we needed and more. I wanted the folks to hear that. And the last situation that we had you guys on was about the skinny cow ice cream in regards to getting four chocolate and two vanilla. And now, folks, Dave from Publix, Dave the deli guy, Sam the fruit guy, just another case here in what is our own version of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mom and dad, love you guys, and uh, we hope you listen to the show. Yeah, Robbie, I think it's time to cue the music. 
Love you guys. You got to love it. I, I, I tried to tell you, it, it is unbelievable. This is what we grew up with. And we just see it time and time again. Years later, I have a podcast and you folks can enjoy it. All right, folks. In the meantime, we are moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my oh my. I do believe it is indeed that time. What time is that, Bob? I'll tell you. It's the Ask Bob segment week after week, Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday. Following that Friday, I tell you, fine folks, file on into the DMs, whether it be through the Instagram DMs or for you Patreon folks out there through the Patreon DMs, submit your questions to be featured for the Ask Bob segment doing just that. Was a young man by the name of Frank Castellano out of Bloomington, Minnesota. Not sure what a man by the name of Frank Castellano is doing in Minnesota, but that's neither here or there. Bob, I'm curious, what prop bets are you liking for the upcoming Super Bowl? Look, folks, I've said it. I'll say it again. There is not a colder gambler on the planet than the man you are looking at right now, than the man you are hearing on your local airwaves right now. I am an icebox. I am an absolute cooler right now. But with that being said, everything changes for the Super Bowl prop bets. Everything. There were so many prop bets you could take. Last year, I gave you folks three prop bets. I told you to take Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP. I told you to take the Kansas City Chiefs. And for the main event, I told you to take the color orange Gatorade to be dumped on Andy Reid's head. All three of those hit. I think this is what changes it all. Bobby prop bets, lock them and load them. Here they come. We're coming in all guns blazing. A lot of prop bets this year. They just, you know, more and more as the Super Bowl goes, they just give you each year more and more prop bets. It's one of the most fun parts of the Super Bowl is to be able to bet these absurd prop bets. I always love going with the first song of the Super Bowl halftime show. They got the coin flip, all types of nonsense on there, but we love nonsense here on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Here are some of the prop bets that I'm eyeing, folks. First things first, when it comes to Super Bowl prop bets, you always want to get that first win under your belt. You always want to hit that first prop bet, whether it be heads or tails, or it be how long the national anthem is going to be and over under on that. You always want to hit the first one. I got an absolute lock for you that's going to hit long before there even, even is a coin flip. That is this prop bet right here. What will be said first? COVID at minus 500 or pandemic at plus 300? Now, I know it's not easy to lay those minus 500 odds, folks, but a lock is a lock. If you want to start your Super Bowl off right, this is the exact way you do it. You go ahead and hammer minus 500 for COVID to be said first. You have two Chiefs players right now on the COVID-19 reserve list. It's one of the first updates that they're going to give you. Hammer the odds. Take COVID 
at minus 500. Next, we go to color of liquid poured on winning coach. Now, we nailed this last year with the orange Gatorade on Andy Reid. I think the Kansas City Chiefs win this game. I don't see a way the Kansas City Chiefs don't take this one home, which is exactly why there's no way they change the mojo here. If Orange Gatorade was in the last coolers, that's exactly what they're going to tell their locker room guy to do again. Why change that? Go ahead and hammer down minus, I'm sorry, plus 125 on Orange Gatorade to be poured on top of Andy Reid. If you like the Chiefs, you like the orange Gatorade. Next up, how many times will Bill Belichick be mentioned more than once at minus 175, I think is a total steal. I, I, I really do. I think that that prop bet, if you could get that prop bet of how many times will Belichick be mentioned, if you could get the over at mon- minus 175, I think that's a steal. I think that's great value. If you're going to get it, get it now, get it fast. I could see that thing inflating in a day, maybe two to 225 minus 250. Hammer down on the over of Belichick to be mentioned over one time. I think that's another steal. Next up, we have coach to have his nostrils seen first during the game. Folks, I've watched a lot of Kansas City Chief football throughout the year. Very, very rarely, under very few circumstances, does Andy Reid let those nostrils fly. I don't really know what the fuck Bruce Arians is doing with his nostrils, but I can assure you, if Andy Reid really has something to say, he's going out of the bottom right corner of his mask. That's where his earpiece is that connects. That's where he pumps up that mask. If he's got something to say to Mahomes, Reid constantly goes to that bottom right corner of the mask. I like Bruce Arians to have his nostrils shown first is what I think is another steal. Here's an interesting one. Primary color of Patrick Mahomes' headband. Now, red is at minus 400, and odds are he's going to go red. He wore the red headband last year when they won the Super Bowl. As I just said to you, you don't want to change the mojo much. But with that being said, White headband at plus 600 is as good as value as you're going to find. If he doesn't go red, you got to think he's going white. So look, odds are it will be the red, but take the value right there. Plus 600 for white. Hopefully Mahomes changes up. I think plus 200 is just too good to not lay some money on, do plus 600 for Patrick Mahomes to rip a white headband instead of his normal red, I think is a phenomenal bet. Another bet that I don't like, that I love, how many times will Giselle Giselle Brady be shown? Over over under 1.5 times. Look, over is at minus 250. I got to give you another favorite here. I think Giselle Brady gets shown four to five times. I really do. They're in Tampa. 
at their home turf, limited capacity in the Super Bowl, not many other things to see. I think we're sick of seeing Roger Goodell. They could only show him so many times. When they go to that skybox view, I think they're headed right to Giselle Brady. She's in her home turf right now. She's going to be feeling good. She's going to be going wild. She really wants this one for Tom more so than other Super Bowls because Tom wants to prove that he could win without Belichick. That's why you take the Belichick over 1.5. You also take the Giselle Brady to be seen at over 1.5. Now, Covered in hot, no pun intended here. I'm going to go with an underdog. How many commercials will have a dog in it? Over, under 4.5. The over is at minus 250. The under is at plus 170, folks. I get it's the year of the dog. I really do. I understand that. I get that more American households have gotten a dog due to COVID and due to to the pandemic and all of that. But 4.5 dogs is a lot of dogs. That's a whole lot of dogs. You're going to get the Geico lizard. You're going to get the Allstate guy. You're going to get all these different people and big brands that don't have a dog. I think you will see the dogs. But I think the under of 4.5 total dogs to be shown in a commercial is a good bet for plus 170. Take whoever you want in the game. The prop bets is what separates the men from the boys, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it right there. That's a wrap for this week's edition of the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Folks, if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, get subscribed and get subscribed fast. We're doing weekly happy hours, early access to vlogs, cooking with Bob, bagel reviews, and an extra podcast on Fridays over at that Patreon. Smash the link in my Instagram bio right there. Click become a Patreon member today. You mark my words, ladies and gentlemen, we will not let you down. It'll be the best move you made of 2021. Folks, you enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you Wednesday for happy hour. For those of you Patreon members out there, you all take care now.